She's on the money. She's on the money. Welcome to She's on the Money, the podcast for millennials who want financial freedom. Welcome back to another one of our Friday drinks episodes where our entire team, well, nearly our entire team, get to celebrate the money wins from our She's on the Money community because there are always so many great ones in the community and great stories, which we have a few of for you today. But before we get into the juicy stuff, Tony, take us through what happened on this week's Money Diary. We spoke to a young woman who, little content warning, um, has been through an eating disorder and has come through the other side and is now working with other people that have um, experienced eating disorders and how she aims to work in the space and make a difference to other people and how that's impacted her financially. And um, it was a really insightful one. But obviously, if that's something that might not sit too well with you at the moment, maybe give it a skip. But it was a few other good ones. Yeah, there's heaps in there. Um, But it was a it was a really nice chat. And she was um, just super informed in the space that she works in, which was so refreshing to yeah. hear such like a informed story. It was a really special one. So if you've got a spare half an hour, make sure you give it a listen. Yeah. And if you also have a spare half an hour and a good money story, pop on over to our website and fill in our money story submissions and you might find yourself on the podcast. Ooh. Mm, juicy. Speaking of juicy, Georgia King. What She's was back. on this Wednesday's episode? Yes. So this Wednesday we spoke about uh, how to be a savvy student. So that was for kids in high school, kids in uni, TAFE, all of the places that Excuse you do me, the mate, learning. Excuse me, kids, you're also in university. <laughs> you are. Yeah, As and I'm a kid. Are right? <laughs> Buddy, we're kids, we're young, we're hip. I just um, feel like you're probably one of those people that was just a really good student. Like you were good at money, eating ramen. Like, is that right? I was extremely frugal. And I did, I gave away some of my tips on the episode. I think, what did we have? We had student discounts, the importance of establishing good money habits early rather than postponing and just doing it when we have a a hot income. Uh, The downfalls of afterpay, as we so often talk about. But I wanted to throw it to you guys because V and I spoke about uh, our little frugal ways back in the day. How did you guys save money when you were at uni? I lived at home. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy one. The toppest. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't paying rent. I wish I still lived at home now. (laughs) I think I shared this as a money win earlier in the year, but I had a subject where we 100% had to purchase the textbook. And you know how textbooks can be literally hundreds of dollars. So I just Googled the name of it, PDF, and printed it at Officeworks for $6. You're welcome. That is genius. (laughs) Also, pay academics better. They're smart people. Thank you for (laughs) your I worked three jobs, so... Good girl. So she wasn't frugal. She was just living her best life but also working all the time. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. But also Um, funding that best life. So Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Georgia, I do have a question for you, though. Talk to me. Because I feel like you might have been known in your friend circles as being a little bit frugal. (laughs) Is that right? Uh, are you bringing this up because maybe Devo told you that? No, nah, I don't know. Who would have told you that? What was yeah. the most frugal thing you ever did during uni? I remember instead of like buying lunch with my friends once, I just I pretended I wasn't hungry and just ate some some dried mango I found in my bag. That is such a poor story. <laughs> Why is really that the sad. only thing? I know. That wow. I feel like that's relatable though. If you don't have money. 
But, like, you were such a good saver that I know you probably could have afforded lunch. here's the deal. When I – I didn't have a job in high school because I did sport 48 times a week. Not a joke. So I I came to part-time work after school. We can cut this if it's boring. (laughs) I didn't know – No, we're leaving it. Leave the content. I I didn't know that people – didn't save all of their money. So I thought I was like behind. So I was really frugal because I was like, I got to catch up, didn't have a job in high school. Then I realized I was filthy rich. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't, guys. I took a real (laughs) turn. That is not where I thought that was going from someone who was eating dried mango from the bottom of her hand. I could have been eating caviar, doll. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, Georgia King, let's switch on over back to Jessica Ricci and ask her what we're drinking today. Um, well, we did a little fridge clear out because we had some good ones rolling around. So I'm personally drinking the thing that nobody else wanted to drink except me, which is a nice little Moscato that that's came why. from Innocent Bystander. <laughs> like people listening going, oh, that's so strange that no one else wanted to drink that. Oh. So weird. Everyone's just ripping into my drink choices. If you follow Victoria on Instagram, you'd know why I got absolutely reamed on my birthday, mind you. I'm sorry. Um, for my beverage of choice, which is a vodka sunrise. Who purchased that for you? Yeah, it was very kind. It didn't come without a cost, though. Everyone yeah, else. Like, I, I am reaming you because I paid for it. Well, I would say that's better than Moscato in a can. That's fair. That's totally fair. I disagree. <laughs> um, uh, the rest of the team, though, sipping on a little Matzo's ginger beer. Again, because it is great. Yeah, I was going to say we're a big fan of the Matzo's, aren't we? Western Australia's finest. It is, yep. indeed. Not bad. Good size. All right, Ryan, take it away. What have we got from the community this week? Today we have... The greatest Facebook Marketplace win of the year. Oh, is that a big from statement? Yeah, that's huge. It's not that's from Jess. Big oh. call, and it's July, so six months worth of yeah, good. No one's going to beat that. Marketplace wins. Uh, we'll Does get to it involve manifesting? Mm, probably not. They didn't use the word, but I mean, they who's probably manifest. Jess will try and claim it. <laughs> um, let's start though with Annie, and I think there's going to be a few of these over the next few weeks. I did my tax last week, kind of forgot I submitted it, found $8,000 extra floating around in my accounts this week. Amazing. How? How do you find eight grand of extra dollars that you just didn't anticipate coming back? Well, I don't know if maybe Annie got a new job or she's probably rich. Maybe well, Annie wants to share her accountant's details with her. Yeah, <laughs> her accountant's doing a great job. Bianca, Annie, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We are slow. Nice. Bianca is doing no spend July and she said, I normally save $500 a fortnight, which is pretty good as is. But she said, I've surprised myself in the first two weeks of No Spend July, an extra $1,250 I've been wow. able to save. Holy I really want to see the breakdown. Like, what were you spending that on before? She said Sorry. she's only paying bills and, like, the absolute legal necessities. And she's probably eating mango from the bottom of her handbag, Georgia. That's a hot tip. Do it if you got to. Yeah, I mean, I think, feel like Bianca's doing it. Um, now, this is Catrell. We recently had our second baby and we've started to, you know, prepare the house for, you know, a family rather Aww. than, you know, just one little baby and a couple. So they bought a big dining table for the house. My fiance tried to put our old tiny table to the curbside. However, we've been on the hunt for a coffee table and I thought, hang on a second. I've chopped the legs off to make the small Stop. dining table a mini coffee Genius. table, sanded it back, brand new furniture for zero dollars oh, spent. Incredible. That's big brain. Now, this is Heidi. I'm going to put this out there. This may be one of the more wholesome money wins we've I'm had. Ready. I'm excited. I'm ready. 
we've been teaching my eight-year-old son about the value of money. And that's like a really hard thing because, you know, kids don't understand. I remember the ATM. I'm like, mom, you just go to the machine and it just gives it to you, right? Like, yeah, you like you just like, ran out. You just I was a teenager and I still didn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that um, when you got change at a shop, it was them giving you the money that you didn't have. So oh, like that's if, nice. Yeah, so like if something was $2 and you had $1, they went, oh, here's the dollar you need. Like that's what I, <laughs> that's what I thought change was. And I remember explaining it to my mum and she was like, all right, you ask them. And I remember walking up with his headband and being like, I've got $1, this headband's $2, can you give me the change? <laughs> and they were, like, they were like, no, babe. <laughs> like, Where is your mother? <laughs> How old were you when this happened? Oh, uh, would have been like Four or five, probably. Oh. Like, little. I thought you say 14. I oh, like, no way. <laughs> no. All right. So, Heidi said, we've given our eight-year-old son the job of adding up the groceries at the supermarket as we go. It kind of, like, counts a running tally of the price. Is he a genius? <laughs> yeah, there's probably a few follow-up questions He's an accountant there, in the making. <laughs> he just, like, walks around with his little calculator. He did and his taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so, every week we have a budget of $200. But since we've been adding it up, it just means when we're in the supermarket, we're paying a bit more attention to it. So we're less likely to end up going, oh, yeah, just chuck it in. It's fine. We're actually saving $50 a week because we're being more conscious with our spending and we're teaching our son the value of money in the supermarket. Yeah, that's so sweet. Money tip here, get an eight-year-old to do your taxes and your grocery shopping. (laughs) Well done. Uh, Brooke says, money loss, my yoga studio that I visit two to three times a week is in lockdown because of Sydney. Mm. However, they're still taking $70 per fortnight with the direct debit still going through. Um, They can't do that. They definitely can't do that. Well, Brooke says, I'm now broke and chubby. Um, (laughs) I feel you, babe. (laughs) Brooke, send them an email and see if they'll debit what you have already paid for future months because there's no way they can charge you for a service that they physically cannot provide you. Mm. So I would definitely send them an email and anyone else who's done the same thing a lot of businesses have like when melbourne went through lockdown froze your payments and if they haven't done that you are definitely entitled to email them and see if they will absolutely thank you for that karen i mean jessica oh (laughs) so rude steph said and a big congratulations to steph i paid off my hex debt this year well Well done however I didn't realise, said Steph, that my employer was continuing to take out money for my hex because you know how it comes out with yeah. your pay and stuff like that. Because of this, my tax oh, return yeah, was obviously healthy. Oh, yeah. Just got a refund of $15,000 oh, and it's going straight to shares and ETFs I money win. That, that is a very good learning for everybody who is maybe coming up to their hex being fully paid off that those little things add up and as we say in the community and as Paul Kelly says, from little things, big things do grow, oh, don't even try you it. You didn't. From- <laughs> oh, <laughs> how are you so speedy? From- have you just got a she's on the money soundboard in front of you all the time, just in case? It'll all make sense in about 14 seconds. All right. Um, but, yeah, money win to potentially reallocate those funds as soon as possible so they don't just get absorbed into your everyday spending. And you wouldn't even notice it, like, if you didn't ever Clearly, this yeah, girl she has didn't. it. <laughs> all right. Alison said, I invested for the first time with Spaceship in the Earth portfolio. I'm feeling really good about myself. I deposited $100 and I'm just adding $50 per week. I know it's small, but... Oh, that's why it's on the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> she also made 50 cents in um, growth this week. No, yes, All right, the final one. Lauren. 
and I'm going out on a limb and saying the Facebook Marketplace money win of the year. Okay. All right, let's hear it. Actually, first of all, Victoria, yes. how would you describe a car as an asset? Does it appreciate in value? Does it decline? Where are cars no, it's a depreciating asset in my... Actually, do you know what? I feel like I'm being taken for a ride right in the now. current climate. In the car <laughs> right now. Um and that you're going to give us a money win about someone making money on a car because the current secondhand car market is wild and people are making a lot of money on cars that last year were worth less. Why? Why? Because of demand. So new cars at the moment are really hard to come oh. by. So if you're purchasing a new car because of like freight and, you know, getting it around the world because obviously there aren't that many cars. I don't think there are any cars nowadays that are built solely in Australia yeah. anymore. So they're all imported. And because of this, there are massive weights. Like I know people... People who are waiting like six months for new cars, whereas historically that hasn't been an issue. So obviously there's more demand for secondhand cars, which drives their price up. Right. So that's my little inkling on what maybe Ryan's going to tell us well, about a money win. Side note, I sold my car last week and you're right. It did a lot better than I probably should have. Money win. Anyway, Lauren says, I bought a car five years ago for 11500 on Gumtree. $11,500 five years ago. And V, as well, you we said- we know what car it is? That's now, a long time as well. Five And like we were saying, cars depreciate. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh, I just need In to get general. rid of it. I'll chuck it on Facebook Marketplace. Last week, it sold for $12,000, which is a profit of 500 bucks five years after the fact. Yeah, oh, that is so Oh, my cool. gosh. I didn't realise such high-value transactions were going down on marketplaces either. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen people sell houses. What? Oh, yeah. I've never seen a house. Yeah. People do it. That's a lot. My dad sold a car once on Marketplace and I was yeah. very happy with him. Mm. Well done. Well, anyone wants to beat that, you've got five months. To <laughs> <laughs> I want to know how much have you made on your secondhand car. It's very niche content, mm. but I feel like it would be real pervy. Well, like you said, the market's going hot, so there might be a couple of special stories it in there, is. I reckon. It's so. crazy. Should we do a thread, though, of like secondhand car wins or something like that? I just reckon second-hand wins. I want to see what people have, like, flipped things for. So, like, did you find something at the op shop that you were like, oh, this is actually like a Gorman piece? Because we've had a few of those money wins in the community before, but mm-hmm. I want a whole thread of them. Like, when have you found something that you knew was valuable, you bought for cheap and then flipped for expensive? Yeah, And then cute. flip for more money. We'll pop it in the Facebook Is that today. cute? Sweet. Is that Yeah, fun? let's do that. Mm-hmm. I'll share the best ones in next week's wins. We are back and Ryan and I have an article that we want to discuss. It is called Wages of Australia's Top Bosses Revealed. And I ended up going down an absolute rabbit hole with this one. I'll get to that in a hot second. You guys better be on the edges of your seats for this. But (laughs) Ryan, why did you think that this was an interesting piece of content? We have the 20 highest paid CEOs in Australia. 20. Let's go around the room real quick. V and I know the answer. How You're going to ask us how much we get paid because it's not even going <laughs> to It's not going to compare to these guys. This is going to make me sad. How many women do we believe are in the top 20 of the top paid CEOs in Australia? Four. Tony says four. Georgia King. I'll stick to what I said earlier. I said zero. Jessica? Pessimistic. I'm gonna, I hate myself for this answer, but I'm going to say three. The answer is one. <gasps> oh, my oh, God. I was... I was too excited. I thought it must be right. One out of 20. Fourth on the list, Shamara. She's the CEO of Macquarie Group. Talk about bosses. 
$16.39 million is her salary. Annual? What? Yes, Annual. Thanks. And that's, you not, that's not even the not top. Serious. That's not even the top. The top paid CEO of an ASX 200 listed company is Paul Perrault from CSL, who makes a whopping $43.04 million each and what? every single year. But How? the kicker is I've obviously done some calculations, guys. Oh. Are you yeah. ready? Also, just just, that's it. not net, can we just really confirm that is not net worth. That is not, oh, this is my that's, business that's no, profit. That's, that's just salary. That's your pay you slip. Up. But I have taken that number, not assumed how many days he works. He's CEO, he's probably busy. Went through COVID. Probably hasn't taken a break. He's probably working 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. If that is the case, he has made a total of $117,000 a day. <gasps> what? Stop it. That's oh a lot of money. I, I knew that the rich people made a lot of money, but, like, I did not comprehend that they make like that is more money than I will pretend, like arguably earn in my lifetime, oh, and they're making that forty three million. I reckon a pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah. chance. laughs> I'm pretty sure the average I'd per person is like two million dollars in a in your in lifetime, lifetime, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. yeah. So you and say like, that again, V? Yeah. For one week. So per day. He makes $117,000, like, each and every single day. That doesn't even include the days that he would work. We could calculate that yeah. as well. So, m- the median wage in Australia for all people is 55 and the average is 80 So, he's well above that a day. A day. And that's what people earn a year. That is shocking. The only one that I knew, I don't, like, keep up with who's the CEO of what, but the CEO of Qantas, he's often in the news, Alan Joyce, you know, especially yeah. with COVID, he pops yeah. up. He's number 12 on the list. $10 million per year. And keep in mind... That's a lot of money. A lot of money for... Does Qantas still have flights? Like, there's been... Like, airlines haven't been doing the best business ever, I would have assumed. Maybe he's normally a bit higher on that list. Yeah, he's normally higher on that list. He's slumped down to $10 million per year. Let me get my tiniest of violins. How will he survive? I know. Awful. I also did some more calculating Mm -hmm. based on Paul Perrault. I'm not trying to throw this guy under a bus. He's clearly doing a good job. But just the numbers in my head don't add up. And so, you know how before I did the 365 days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're not all working for that. Hopefully, he did take his four weeks of annual leave, leave. Which means he probably worked 48 weeks of the year because 52 weeks, four yep. weeks. Cool. He made $895,000 a week. Oh. Uh, like... That's too much money. $117,000 a day if it's every single day of the year, like if you just divide it. But like if you work it out on what he's actually working, that's nearly $900,000 a week. I just look at it from like my financial advisor hat because they are actually employed. It's not like they're getting paid into a business. Like that money is not getting paid into it. Like it it just actually baffles me. Mm. Imagine what his tax return looks like. Imagine he was just like dawdling down to his accountant. He's like, oh, I've got to do my tax return. Here's my group certificate. Like what? Group certificate. <laughs> but he would but like that's the shocking thing. He would have gotten given a group certificate. Yeah. He would have been able to log into his ATO portal like everyone else <laughs> and see that. He'd be like, Oh, sorry, CSL, have you done my group site yet? It's not on the ATO portal yet. Gotta do my taxes. Like that's legit. Oh my gosh. Maybe he'll be in next week's money wins. Hey guys, I just got my tax back. Four million? Yeah. Uh, crazy. <laughs> but coming back to something that is really important to me, and that's obviously women in leadership and leadership positions, and I'm so proud to see that there is a female sitting at number four. Shamara is incredible, right? Like, I've followed her for a while. Bit of a fangirl. She's a CEO of Macquarie Bank. She has been there for, I think, 35 years. She's just 
a vision, right? Really smart, obviously, but also a leader in her field. And she made at number four, $16.39 million, which is obviously incredible, but clearly significantly less than others. But that's that's fine. She's still number four. But the thing that I was interested in, because I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, is that she was actually not the highest paid person at Macquarie for the 21 As the CEO. Yep. No, it was an executive called Nico Kane, who took home a total remuneration package of $26.3 million. What does he do? He is the head of commodities and global markets business at Macquarie Group, which is just a fancy name for an executive. He does a lot. Obviously, he gets paid really well. But I think the thing that really annoyed me here is like there's this really great news story about a woman hitting number four on like the highest paid CEOs list. And then you kind of look a little bit deeper and you see she's not even the highest paid person at her business. Yet she has been there for the last 35 years. She's, you know, arguably really smart, gotten to the point where she's the CEO. And yet she is still not the highest paid person in the business, despite the fact that every other CEO on that list is the highest paid person in their business. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is it really naive of me to think that a CEO is the highest paid person in a company? No, it is absolutely not. And it's really driven by, you know, the values of the business and what's going on. Right. You know, Shamara has actually taken a little bit of a hit because of COVID and she's been trying to make sure that the business stays afloat and she's been attributed to have, you know, done a whole heap of really great things from Macquarie and I won't get too far into it, but she's done really impressive things. It just kind of baffles me as a woman. I'm not calling it out as like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I'm just more like, hey, did you know that if you start looking even further as much as it sounds really shiny and it sounds really great, like to distill it down, there's one woman on this list and she's incredible, but she's still not the highest paid person in her business, despite the fact that the news are putting it up there and being like, oh, this is such a great news Mm -hmm. story. And it's kind of like, "Mm, it is, it's great. But also what's going on, guys? Yeah. Like. It's so strange. Like it's just, very strange. I get how mathematically it works out because his department might have had bonuses or whatever, but just just like you were saying, Tony, the concept that the top dog isn't the highest earner just doesn't make sense mm. for Especially my simple mind. Especially big corporate because, like, you kind of expect it in small business because a lot of small business owners, you know, are taking the hit or, yeah. you know, reallocating those funds to keep their businesses afloat or maybe to hire their first employee. But, like, in a big corporate in the terms of the food chain, CEO is like yeah. the top. So does yeah. this guy, like just purely hypothetically, if he were to get, you know, Shamara steps down after a huge rain, he gets, in inverted commas, promoted to CEO and then takes a pay cut? There's no way he'd take a promotion and a pay cut though. Like, but that's make, what I mean. That's the, that's the, the, make $5 yeah. million dollars more than the CEO. Wouldn't you rather not be the CEO, not have that stress and just, oh, I guess I'll have to take $5 million more? To, to not be <laughs> if I have job. to. Money win. <laughs> Um, I know you said before that Shamara has done her bit for COVID and tried to help out the business and stuff, but have any of these other CEOs, do you reckon they've reached into their pocket and gone, oh, to make sure that everyone stays stays employed, I'll give them a little bit of a Chrissy bonus or something? I'd love a Chrissy bonus to that extent. Can you imagine? <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, some of them have, So, but more statistically, I haven't looked into it when it comes to like individually. I'm sure I could. It would be real pervy. Maybe I should. Maybe that's what I get up to in my free time this weekend. <laughs> anyway, the typical CEO bonus actually fell a lot in 2020 and it fell to a record low of 31% of the mm. maximum, down from 60% in 2020. 
2019. So I would say that it's halved, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I do think, yeah, it kind of makes me feel a little bit icky when we talk about these big numbers and how much it is. And like, you know, I've calculated Mm -hmm. that this guy was making $117,000 a day, but there were probably people at his business struggling through COVID that... Or they were asked to take a 10% pay cut when 10% of $46 million is actually a bit bigger of a chunk than 40% of your 50 grand a year Mm. for your low-level employees. Would you feel it the same, though? Surely your spending habits when you're earning Your spending habits cannot match that. Like, and you know what? Lifestyle creep. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as someone who works in wealth, like, yes, absolutely. Like, we're not saying it's it's a bad thing, but we are saying, like, it doesn't – you get to a point of saturation, I believe, where, where, like – you just can't spend any more money. more money doesn't actually do all that much for you in terms of lifestyle, and I'm sure it does when it comes to assets and if you're, like, building big construction businesses and stuff, like, Please don't get me wrong. There are definitely reasons to have more. But, yeah, you do reach a point of saturation to have your peak lifestyle and yeah, still be able to afford your yacht of, and everything yeah. else. And to me, it just feels a bit icky because I had a number of conversations during COVID and after COVID with people in our community because they were being asked to take pay cuts during COVID and during lockdown when they knew that their executives or the bosses of the business weren't taking the same pay cuts when in reality those bosses were making so much more. So it kind of made sense to reduce their pay by 10% yeah. knowing what was going on and I, it just makes me feel a little bit weird that we're talking about such wealth during a time when people are going through such significant disadvantage. Yeah. Gives me the ick. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just something that I go, oh, well, like, you know, even in Australia, like, we are a first world country, we still have such a difference between salaries and we see such differentiation in wealth creation and just access and yeah anyway I won't I won't rant too long we can go on to that money wins and confessions but it's something that really frustrates me because I just know what did you need 43 million dollars for yeah while everybody else that you were that was working for you or with you was struggling most likely and I mean I'm making these comments having absolutely no idea what they've donated or done or like I don't know them personally but it's just I guess the figures of it make me feel a little bit yeah Um, But yeah, let's lighten the mood, my friends, and talk about money wins and confessions. George King, you look underprepared. What have you got? Oh, I just took a swig of the old matzos. Yeah, called her out mid-skull. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies, everyone. Um, okay, so I've got I've got two. I haven't been on this in ages, so I've got a lot to share. Okay, oh. we're ready. Yeah, but we don't have much time, do we? So I'm going to quick, quick, quick. faster. So yesterday I was doing some writing at home for Is soccer. this a win or a loss? This is a win. Oh, great. Yeah. Good, oh, no, good. no, it's not. It's a confession. Oh, oh. oh no. Johnny this is a ride. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a roller coaster! Dumping our car that we just made a whole heap of money on. <laughs> so I was working at home doing some writing for Sotom, and I got like five hours in, and I got a little bored. No offense, I love she's on the money. We're offended, but I was like, I need to break this up somehow. Did I go for a walk? No, I drove to Kmart, guys. Oh. Oh. Just to have a look. Just have a little look. I've never just looked. We've all been there. Out. And yeah. I, I didn't just look. Anyway, I, I walked out with like $30 it's a slippery worth slope. Of candles and Only? small vases. Wow. I know it's pretty good. Yeah. But like a lot of stuff I didn't need. Yeah. It was an expensive little lunch break. Um, and the other one was that I, this is a money win. Great. Similar to what we were talking about earlier. Oh, you got $40 million. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> $43 million. Oh, what a win. She's now the CEO or the CEO of CSL. Hey. <laughs> now, I just went to an op shop and saw a rattan, a rattan, 
chair. Yeah, we oh. don't know if it's rattan or rattan. We, we're not we don't cultured. Know. We're not sure. Um, I bought it for fifteen dollars, and I've been oh, looking at yeah. a similar nice. one for like four hundred. So it was a it was a hot win. That's nice. a definite nice. must win. Nice. Nice. Thanks, guys. Jessica Ricci, what have you got for the community this week? I have a loss, although now that I'm about to say it, I can't remember if I complained to you guys or if I complained to the podcast community. Are so you ready? Uh, here we go. Um, car park related, once again. Ooh. I feel like all my losses are car park related. I um, tapped to exit the infamous car park last <laughs> week. And normally, I've said before, I don't keep money in like my spending account because oh. I am notorious for losing my wallet. So I don't keep money like in my account. I keep it in my savers. Anyway, tapped to exit and it charged me me $80 for the day, right? Mm. Drove out fuming, thinking they've messed up again. They haven't put my thing in. Get home, going through my emails for the day, trying to find my booking so I can send a scathing email to them. Um, turns out I forgot to book. Oh, <laughs> and no. just drove in and that oh. one's on me. Oh, that is a money loss. Those are the worst kinds when yeah. you're like scathing. You're like, I'm going to remediate this. This will be fine. And then you're like, no, that was me. They I have to that. pay the actual money because it's my fault. <laughs> no, I, I can't even yell at anyone about it. Oh, Tony, what have you got? Um, my boyfriend and I are moving house uh, next week, a week from today. Which is very exciting. Super exciting. Your new house has a bath. Yes, I'm very, very excited about it. Um, So we've been shopping around like our power and internet and all of that. And um, our internet is going to be $20 cheaper a month. Yep. And way better and faster, apparently, according to Torbs. I don't know what a gigabit is, but apparently... Way better, way cheaper. cheaper. That Very is exciting. Oh, Thanks, I. That is a good money win. That's so good. Ryan, what have you got? What you got? I've achieved an impossible mission. After seven months, 14 emails, I am no longer a member of Anytime <gasps> Fitness. <gasps> Did they refund the money or well, did you just that it? Hopefully will be next week's win, but just one small <laughs> step at a time. Jess, but they're like, oh, we'll let you out of your membership. And now I'm like, thank you. So, uh, so but uh, they have my fixed term contract ended in February and they've taken money out every single fortnight. And I've said, I do not use your gym. I do not wish to keep paying. And they went, yep, cool. And they just keep taking money out for six months. So... We'll see if we get a refund, but first step completed. Very sharp. Well done. Thank you. Thank That's you. been a long journey. That it is really very, has. very impressive. Um, v, let's finish with you. Okay. I have a really wholesome money win. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Buckle up. If you follow me on Instagram, you already saw this, so just tune out now. Like, you won't learn anything. <laughs> see you next week, guys. See you next week. Um, I have kumquat trees in my front garden and I really like them, but I never know what to do with kumquats. And I've asked a million people and they all say jam, right? Yeah. Great. I'm not going to do it. Like, sounds cute. <laughs> Too hard basket. Got to sterilise all the jars, etc. It just sounds like a slog, right? So one Saturday morning a couple of weeks ago, an older gentleman came and knocked on our front door and I was like, it's 8 a.m., what are you doing? I still don't have any pants on. So I'm running at the front door and he's like, oh, hi, sorry. Um, my name's Steve. My partner's name's Steve, real wholesome. Um, can I steal some of your kumquats from your tree? Oh, my you God, was heaps? it Steve from the future? No, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> Unless Steve, got, <laughs> unless Steve got much taller. Um, no, it wasn't. And I was like, oh, of course, like, go for it. And he's like, I'm going to make jam. My wife and I, like, we love kumquat jam. We saw your kumquats. And I'm like, oh, of course, go. And last weekend, went out to my mailbox. There was a, a big jar of kumquat jam Aww. in my mailbox. That's so And a sweet. cute note being like, enjoy it. And it's all dated. And it 
honestly. So wholesome. What a sweetheart. Oh, adorable. That's, so 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 that's real neighbourhood vibes. Yeah. 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 Like, it's, yeah. it was just really sweet. And I was like, oh, people still do this. Like, anyway, I, that's my money win. I got free jam. That's How was win. the jam? Tasty? It was so good. Ooh. Oh, you've changed your tune. You were very anti-jam making about 30 seconds ago. I'm now look, you've come around. jam making. Oh, no making. Yeah. Hey, if I were to, because it sounds really great, if I were to grow one of those from scratch, how would I start? Are you doing a job? Um, um, <laughs> things, big things Jess, grow. From my tree. <laughs> things, big things grow. Oh, no. I think we are done here, guys. So just before we head off, we'd like to acknowledge and pay respect to Australia's Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. They're the traditional custodians of the lands, the waterways and the skies all across Australia. We thank you for sharing and caring for the land on which we are able to learn. We pay our respects to Elders past and present and we share our friendship and our kindness. The advice shared on She's on the Money is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. She's on the Money exists purely for educational purposes and should not be relied upon to make an investment or a financial decision. And we promise Victoria Divine is an authorised representative of Australia Pacific Funds Management, Proprietary Limited, ABN 34132463257, AFSL 339151. You're so good at that, G King. Very good. See you next week, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.